0: It's December 21st, and it was nice to see Rick Ross while he lasted. (laughs) Because, Mom, I just made you watch AEW Holiday Bash 2022. Yes, you did. Welcome everybody, welcome to I Made My Mother Watch Wrestling M3W2, the only podcast on the internet that still doesn't know Santa is a work. My name is Tristan, my mom's name is Mom, we're two Canadians trapped in the heart of flair country, and we watch AEW Dynamite, sometimes Rampage, and sometimes weather permitting. We watch WWE. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Overcast, CastBox, Pocket Casts, YouTube, and of course, Etch-A-Sketch. Tonight, we've got the news, we've got AW Holiday Bash and the Recap in review, and then we'll put Mom's bottomless wrestling knowledge to the test in another round of Timeline Trivia. But first, Mom, how are you doing on the eve before the eve before Christmas?
1: A little half in the bag.
0: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well... I mean, tired, not... Yes, that's, uh... Well, that's what you mean, but that's not what people are going to hear. I know. Uh, Everybody needs to take off... Take the edge off a little bit every once in a while, I suppose. But school is out. You are on winter break? Yes. Are you excited? Yes. Relieved. (laughs) It is... 2.12 2.12 a.m. on the 22nd, actually. We were supposed to get this started a couple hours ago, but we decided that we should, and, well, I say we, but it turned out to be me, uh, decided, hey, let's record two episodes today. The Holiday Special for 2022, which we'll talk about here in a second, and this one after we watched Dynamite. And uh took mom a little longer than expected, to watch dynamite I had some technical difficulties that we got figured out but uh but yeah we're gonna try and knock this out <laughs> and uh we'll see how this episode goes
1: yes <laughs> <I'm so dying. laughs> thank you mom for
0: <laughs> excellent contribution uh. <laughs> to the conversation <laughs> yes we did record a holiday special uh, for 2022, that will be going live on Christmas Eve midnight. Christmas Eve, like when it turns to Christmas Eve, not not you know this the strike of the clock Thursday for night then Christmas or Friday morning. night, right? I don't know anymore. <laughs> I'm also tired.
1: Friday night is Christmas Eve Eve.
0: Yeah. Well. Uh. Th- no. Christmas Eve. So Saturday. Saturday. Yeah.
1: Great. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting ready for the Arctic blast.
0: We watched Santa with muscles for our holiday movie. You can look forward to our one hour breakdown of every scene in that absolutely terrible movie. And uh uh you know what else is also up at 2 a.m., mom? What? The news. You're not even a real journalism. That's right. The internet's got the scoops.
1: You know something, brother? Observe this, brother. This is what we call
0: a rag sheet, brother. Mama Thick Thick Boy appeared on WWE Monday Night Raw this week as a returning Bronson Reed, hot off a New Japan run, made his return to the company. Uh, This year he's faced uh, Kazucha Okada, And now Reed finds himself walking hand-in-hand with The Miz, as if he'd just been called up from NXT. So I hope he's making bank, and we wish him the best. Yes, we do. Because we do like Bronson Reed. Yes, we do. Mom, wrestling legend and wood enthusiast Hacksaw Jim Duggan detained and held a home intruder at gunpoint on December 8th. Duggan says that the man came over his fence and pounded on his glass door before eventually opening it, falling in, and claiming to be hiding from a party that wanted to kill him. This all according uh, to an interview Duggan gave Wrestling Inc. Uh, Duggan held the intruder at gunpoint until police arrived, but he did not press charges. So it looks like uh, looks like there's some uh, interesting stuff going on in the Duggan neighborhood. What state
1: neighborhood. does he live in? I wonder, the state of America. The state it of America. Comes
0: out at the ready at all times. Yep. Mom, former NXT women's champion Mandy Rose claims to have made over half a million dollars on the site FanTime since WWE fired her. On the site, Rose, uh, real name, uh, Amanda Sakamano? Maybe, maybe. Uh I apologize if we got that wrong. She sells pictures, subscriptions, and will accept $35 in exchange for rating your dick pics. Oh, my Lord. So, Mom, I, I haven't asked for much this year. <laughs> and I know you've been wondering what to get me. <laughs>
1: <sighs> so, every time I think I've heard it all in life, there's
0: oh, that's, uh, always something new. There's, there's always uh, there's a sucker born every minute, I guess. But uh, I guess sometimes you just gotta know. Exhibitionism. <sighs> that's it for the news. Um, There's a couple other things. That's it? That's, that's all that's ever happened <laughs> this week. Uh, no, Matt Riddle was in rehab or is in rehab, and there were some accusations uh, around that as well. Don't have uh, all the information. There's uh, some conflicting reports and people making claims. Going to leave that alone until we have uh, yeah, further uh, yeah. information. Rumors. I would say. So for now, fact. what we'll do is just uh, go ahead and take attendance. You're here.
1: I'm here. Let's do
0: this. Mom, tonight I made you watch AW Holiday Bash 2022 from San Antonio, Texas, famous for the Spurs, its lovely river walk, and something I can't seem to remember. I can't... Ah, yes. The uh, Botanical Gardens. That's it. Oh, is it? We open with a Ricky Starks in-ring promo. Uh, he says, sure, last week wasn't his night, and he should have known that MJF would pull his shit, but he's going to climb his way back up to the top because he is absolute Ricky Starks. And out comes Chris Jericho. He thinks Ricky Starks is a million-dollar talent. All he needs is a little instruction, and he wants him to join the Jericho Appreciation Society. Starks says, no, Thanks. But he does appreciate Jericho and how Jericho continues to reinvent himself. Not so long ago, Jericho was built like an air fryer. (laughs) And now he's lean and mean. (laughs) But Jericho's stock is down and the J in JAS might as well stand for jobber. Oh, did you see his eyes? Yes. (laughs) Excellent. And uh, around this time, the crowd starts chanting, (laughs) Sammy sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Just almost, it felt like out of nowhere. And uh Jericho stops him and says says, If you think Sammy sucks you, that thinks you mean I suck. And then uh the, the crowd sort of commiserates for a <laughs> second and then start chanting, You both suck. Yeah,
1: hey, he asked for it.
0: Uh so Hager attacks, Starks from behind, and then Jericho and the boys join him. Out comes action and Dreddy Yeah taking the odds. All action, fresh off his win last week. He chases the heels off. Mom, it's good to see Stark staying relevant, which AEW struggled with in the past, moving people uh, out of, like, title programs just into the nebulous in-between. Yeah. Into limbo. So what'd you think of that segment? That was good. It was hilarious. That made sense. It was all hilarious. Uh, Ricky Stark's promo even before that was really good. Uh, excellent. And I look forward to Ricky Stark's versus Chris Jericho. Yeah. I suppose. And now for a special announcement. Just want to let everybody know that every once in a while, right, Mom is going to take the reins of the show for a minute and give us the hard-hitting psychological match analysis she's known for (laughs) in a segment we call Mom's Mental Breakdown.
1: (laughs) Pretty much.
0: (laughs) Mom... I'm going to hand the show over to you. I've taken no notes about the Nothing? Elite versus Death Triangle. What you got for me?
1: Well, let me tell you, I took notes.
0: <laughs> you you took quite a while <laughs> with these notes. I, I look forward to seeing. I, I took so many notes that
1: we almost <laughs> didn't do this tonight. <laughs> okay,
0: yes. All right, let's see what okay. you got.
1: So we have AEW World Trio Championship, this one. So far, it's Death Triangle 3. And the elite won.
0: Not a great position for the old elite.
1: Right. So tonight is the no no disqualification, anything goes, hammer, hammers are legal. It is
0: hammer time. Match. Everything's legal. This is the match that the elite asked for.
1: Yes. They set this up. So as soon as the bell rings, the elite rush into the ring and all six men start pairing up and attacking. That's right. Death Triangle puts a super kick on the Elite and they end up outside the ring. They started outside the ring too tonight. So Death Triangle bounce in unison off the ropes and on top of the Elite who landed outside the ring again, back and forth. Now, Phoenix throws Nick Jackson into the ring and the rest get in there and start turning on slamming Penta one at a time. And then Nakasawa, I didn't say that right.
0: Nakazawa? Nakazawa
1: does too. I don't know where he came from, but all of a sudden he's running that. <laughs> he's part Pente of the, the crew ring.
0: on the outside.
1: I know. And I thought, well, what the hell? And then all of a sudden, there's this green elf in the ring. Yes. <laughs> Who the hell is the green elf? It's Brandon Cutler. It is. In a green elf suit. That's right. With his spray ice can <laughs> or ice spray, whatever he cold always spray. sprays on. <laughs> When they're injured, he's always up there spraying. And you've seen it here, folks, on the AEW Real Holiday Special. We've got Christmas in the ring. So they bounce back and forth off each other, hitting, slapping, kicking. It's true. Making a fuss, bodies flying all over, bodies lying all over.
0: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's just. Every once in a while, there's a dead body in the ring.
1: That's right. And then I see Panda off to the right, bringing in a trash can.
0: <gasps>
1: then tables come into the ring. Then Penta goes out and he he grabs the decorated Christmas tree off to the side of the ramp. And he's struggling with it because it's, like, fa- falling apart and he's trying <laughs> yes. to get all the decorations It's a off. genuine <laughs> bullshit
0: Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah.
1: And he brings that into the room. So we've got tables. Now we've got chairs. We've got Christmas. We've got the Alex how do you say that? Abrah- Aberhantes, Abrhantes, all dressed in red. So we've got trees, we got elves.
0: I appreciate that the 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 team geeks were different colors. Abrhantes was red. Yes. And Brandon Cutler was green. It was
1: green. So we had it all, and then we had the Christmas tree, and then we at one point we had uh, the decorations of the Christmas tree, the the long wired tinsel wrapped around Omega's neck. <laughs> I mean, just just their usual flips, flying, and attacking, and it was great. It was absolutely great. And then during commercial time, Pack and Phoenix each pull out a table from under the apron. They take the time to set them up. It, you know, took took <laughs> it well, it's like commercial it took forever.
0: Break. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. Man, the crowd was chanting, "We want tables!" Like as soon as this match started. Just really loudly. Yeah,
1: yeah. The crowd of course was really into this, so have no I have no complaints about that. It was that. incredibly hot. Yeah, it was. And then at one point, Omega, while they're setting up the tables, he pulls out from under under the ring, he pulls out a barbed wired broom.
0: Yeah, he does.
1: And he hits Phoenix with it. He does. And then he hits him on the back with it again. He does, yep. And then Matt and Nick each climb a turnbuckle, Matt flies off and hits Penta with an elbow down on the table, and then Nick jumps and does a senton cent- or something like that off the top onto the table onto Pack. Yep. And it's just like bodies flying all I over thought, again. I
0: thought that Nick was going to miss his because he was selling his ankle the entire time, and it just felt like he was going to jump and Pack was going to get out of the way because it took forever. <laughs> but he didn't. He, he hit it.
1: But yeah, they ex- executed that well on Omega works on Phoenix in the center ring, gets him upside down and some kind of what did he call it? A tiger, a tiger driver. Driver ninety eight.
0: So so I don't know what Kenny Omega hits this Tiger Driver ninety eight uh onto the barbed wire broom. Yeah. But Kenny Omega just he just sits on this barbed wire broom. <laughs> <laughs> right? The dude gave himself a barbed wire colonoscopy yeah. is what happened. <laughs>
1: And the broom stuck to the wire stuck to him, yep. so the ref had to help him get oh, it off, oh. so that he could continue on doing it. This is the, a, the, this, the wire was hanging
0: off of his dedication bike. to your craft. Okay, <laughs> that should get that should bring him and John Moxley closer together. Yeah, after a spot like that,
1: and the crowd's chanting, "This is awesome! This is awesome!" <laughs> So much is going on. Omega gets Phoenix up on his shoulders at one point and does a one-winged angel. That was cool. And they flip around and Phoenix That's gets a, on top and and, he, and pins Omega. And it goes like, one, two. But then Omega fools everybody and he, he lifts up his shoulder off.
0: Yep, he gets up.
1: He gets up. And the crowd goes wild. And now Phoenix has the hammer. He's looking at the hammer. And then he remembers, it's legal. That's right. So he ends up hitting Omega on the head, and Phoenix gets his legs up for the pin. One, two. No, nope. Omega recovers
0: again. That was one of the biggest pops of the match.
1: Yeah. Whoops. I'm happy. Woo.
0: Now, uh, the the story here with Phoenix uh, struggling sort of works simply because he's so used to it being illegal. Yeah. That he has to remind himself. Yeah. That he actually can use it in this situation.
1: Yeah, and he played that he played that well. Like it made sense. So Phoenix then captures Nick's ankle in a leg hold to obviously to torture him because of his bat I think it's his right it's his right leg. And Matt enters the scene and jumps at Penna, then moves to stomp on Phoenix. To help Nick out, and then he goes, and next he moves to Pack and stomps on his head a few times to help Omega, who's being strangled by the Christmas
0: tree tinsel wire. Yeah, it was. It looked that it did look brutal, did. and uh, poor poor Matt has to go and stomp on literally every member of the Death Triangle to break up every. <laughs> every submission
1: it was good it was good and then all three of the death triangle have hammers now they're all standing there yeah well, they with should. hammers ready in unison to attack and the trio goes to attack omega but nick and matt are outside the ring and then they grab their legs and they pull the two out so it ends up just being uh phoenix and omega in the left in the ring at that point and Omega puts Phoenix from behind and into a snap dragon. Mm-hmm. I know that as a flower, but obviously it's a wrestle wrestling. It's a suplex move where you put so,
0: it's a suplex where you put someone in a in like a full Nelson. And then Kenny Omega like almost like a German suplex flips them backwards uh, almost directly onto their head right. <laughs> yeah. every time. Yeah. It feels like they're supposed to go on their shoulders, but uh, but yeah.
1: Yeah, so he gets them up there, right? And then the chairs gets pushed under, like, close to his head, so he's holding him upside down. And then Nick gets on the turnbuckle, and he's struggling to balance on, on, just hold on, and then he takes a a flip. And it almost looked like he he didn't get to execute it properly, but then Matt flips Phoenix over and then gets the pin. That's it. That's it.
0: (laughs) You did it. Woo! (laughs) What happened after the match?
1: All hell broke loose again. Then the death triangle starts attacking, and then they really get their hammers out, and then they blood do. is spilled.
0: Yeah, they bloody the elite.
1: Yeah, and then they all kind of huddle in the corner, like um, Michael Naka, Nakazawa, Nakazawa, and and you know uh, what's what's his name, the Alfie. How <laughs> come? <call them>. The <laughs> Brandon green, Cutler. The Brandon Cutler, the Green Elf, and they're all kind of trying to protect, and then they keep coming
0: back, and they finally do, they make their way out. They get out. these, uh, the old Bucks over there, especially, all bloodied up yeah. in the corner. Yeah. And until the second to last segment of this show, I was going to call this episode Hammer Time. <laughs> but then other stuff happened, Yeah, I suppose. But uh, yeah, three matches to two. Yeah. The death triangle still lead but we're we're inching closer to that ladder match. We're going for the 7. We'll see. We're you going never know. For the seven. Omega has this match with o- Will Ospreay at the Tokyo Dome. Oh, he does. And I could see there being some to uh heighten that feud even more perhaps uh, over there and maybe bring it back across the pond. I don't know, but
1: Don't disappoint me.
0: We'll see. <laughs> you want these belts on the Elite, want don't you? I to yeah? say as yes, I do. You want the seventh match? Do you care who wins, or you just want to see the seventh? I like want to get see to the seventh. seventh match.
1: I would like to see. I would like to see, obviously, the elite, the yep. elite win in the end. But I may not get what I want.
0: Every who match, knows? every yeah, I don't know. Every one of these matches has been excellent, and so too, mom, was your coverage and your mental breakdown. <laughs> We move on to an MJF promo that happened last week, actually, uh, after his match with Starks and his marathon up the stairs as Danielson chased him out of the arena. He's huffing and puffing. He calls uh, Brian Danielson a gutless coward, and he says, who would want to attack anybody from behind? And when it comes to his reign of terror, Brian will eat less than he wants and more than he deserves. Move on to Shivani, who interviews Action Andretti. Andretti says he feels the love for what happened last week and all the, the, the fan support that he's gotten. He's appreciative. Uh, but tonight he had to have Starks back and then 2.0 show up. And then go, you're hot. You're hot. <laughs> In fact, you're on fire. And Andretti turns around and eats a wild wizardly fireball to the face. It actually looked tremendous on TV. Yeah, it looked on what a prick this Chris Jericho is. So, Renee is in the ring for a live Brian Danielson promo. Uh, Renee asks Brian where all this stuff that's happened with the BCC leaves him. And Brian gets the cheap Pop saying that his first match was here in San Antonio. And he trained here. And he line danced here as well. Uh, he talks about his training uh, a little bit more uh, as well. You know, how he trained with HBK. And we get HBK chance on AEW television, which is interesting. Brian says it was William Regal who turned him into who he is today. He talks about Regal being in the hospital and how Brian cried because of how much this man meant to him and the entire industry. And this sort of gets the fans back on the side because like any... Any mention of William Regal here in this segment was getting shat on by the fans fairly hard.
1: Yeah, I saw that.
0: And Danielson says, MJF needs to learn, just like he did, that there are consequences to his actions. And he starts to cut this fiery promo uh, into the camera. And out comes Ethan Page. And he calls Brian Vegetable Man, (laughs) among other things, as the crowd chants, shut the fuck up. Stokely's out there uh, with him and says that Brian needs to stay home and go to Trader Joe's. And Brian says that he can't see past the shine on Stokely's head and salsom him a couple more times. You know about how they called him Vegetable Man and Stokely. Stokely looks at him and goes, "You raggedy bitch." <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know why that's so funny. I don't know. But Just the conviction that he says these things, these ridiculous (laughs) things with, uh, are tremendous. So, uh, Brian says, you know what? You can go ahead. If you want to turn me into a vegetable, Ethan Page, you can come down and try it right now. And Page says he can't ruin these pants he's in, so he'll see him next week (laughs) instead. Can't
1: ruin these pants. Nope.
0: (sighs) This was a, this felt like an uneven segment, but it was actually pretty fun. And uh, yeah, I'll watch that match. I'll watch him get his. I'll watch Ethan Page get his uh, head kicked in <laughs> by Brian Tangelson. Why not? We move on to uh, Moxley cuts a promo on Hangman and the three hundred thousand dollar Three Kings Battle Royal that is announced.
1: That's Friday night, isn't Friday it?
0: Friday night. Okay. Ugh, so, uh so Moxley says that he's tired of this somber bullshit that Hangman has going on. When's he going to see him in the ring? But tonight, he's going to teach Darius Martin a lesson as well. We get a threatening holiday message from the king of television, Samoa Joe, on December 28th. He's going to take everything he can from old Wardlow. So that's the match date set. Looking forward to it, finally. Mom, it's Hook versus a Bible chapter. (laughs) I believe this gentleman's name was Exodus Prime. Yes. Or it could be a transformer. That, it was
1: his dynamite debut.
0: His, yeah, you know what that means. Mom, what do we call this kind of match?
1: Squash.
0: Squash.
1: Winter squash.
0: A winter, a winter <laughs> squash, right? They preserved old Exodus Prime into the winter just so they could <laughs> get some. Uh make uh old hook look good. He does. He wins with the Red rum choke. Post-match, we see Big Bill attack Jungle Boy backstage with Stokely doing commentary. Uh, the large William here choke slams Jungle Boy into a garbage can and Lee Moriarty peeks into the garbage can and takes a sniff and he doesn't like what he smells so he comes back and he takes a bag of trash and throws it inside onto Jungle Boy. And uh, Hook Seems only semi concerned about what's going on, and as ha- as he heads to the back, Moxley's music hits because we gotta get this shit going tonight. Yeah, <laughs> we got we gotta we gotta make some time. So, mom, we move directly to Darius Martin versus John Moxley out there with Claudio. What'd you think about this match?
1: It wasn't a bad match.
0: No, it was a beating. Yeah, it was a beating for the young lad. I mean, it wasn't you know
1: fantastic over the over the top or anything like that but it was a decent match
0: i'm looking forward to a a solid john moxley heel turn because this is john moxley toying with his food (laughs) like let's see what happens when he gets real angry about it and real mean (laughs) yeah so yeah uh this is not a squash match moxley beats the fuck out of this guy including a suplex on the cement outside uh, Dante Martin comes out for moral support, but uh, not too much else going on there. Uh, Moxley beats Darius. Darius makes a comeback, including a pretty neat flipping Pele kick out of the corner that I hadn't seen before. That was pretty neat. But Mox cuts him off and does all the classic BCC stuff, and then almost mercifully hits a Death Rider for the win. Like it just—it looked like he was knocked out after some kick to the head and then the <laughs> hammer and. uh uh, you know arm elbows or whatever but uh yeah picks him up death rider victory probably went a little longer than it needed to
1: especially because it felt like
0: they were running short on time but
1: it might have been just me because i was getting tired but
0: (laughs) you're losing patience quickly
1: i do when i'm tired with like when i'm watching something like that i lose patience it's like hurry hurry up
0: well here we go next chapter in the book of hobbes He talks about the monsters of his childhood. His first memory was at three years old when he watched his Uncle O.D. on the floor. He was robbed, stabbed, beaten, and shot. Merry Christmas. (laughs) That, uh, ugh. But the monsters don't know that they create a monster themselves. It was a great, uh, disturbing promo and an an interesting uh, insight into the life of old Will Hobbs. You don't know what's true. You don't know what's not true. Right. Yeah. uh but you know
1: I hope it's not true you never you never like to hear anybody go through something like that
0: no you don't as but, a kid. Um, the gel- the delivery was genuine either way yes and uh excellent promo from Mr Hobbs we move on to the Ass Boys versus FTR where mom had some technical difficulties and got a little frustrated but here we are uh, mom you saw some of this match I suppose but not all of it most of it so the story here, essentially, is that FTR are beaten and broken. Dax is taped up, you know, after the big clash with the Briscoes at Final Battle. And they show some replay of the Briscoes, but they can't really show the Briscoes on TV. Right. Ah. So so like can only they have to like cut around them for the most part. Like except banned. maybe their backs. It's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> Cash is out here doing his best as Darby Allin impression of this match. He's 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 doing suicide dives. He's crashing into barricades. He's almost decapitating himself on the guardrail. And Dax just isn't right after the dog collar match. He tries to uh, pick one of the boys up for a pile driver, and he just can't. He's selling his, you know, he's selling his ass essentially. <laughs> you know, like he's got sciatica, and he just can't pull some of these moves off and the ass boys take advantage they lock arms on the outside after rolling decks up and they get the win so this is three losses in a row for FTR. Uh, FTR have a long road back to the title, but it will once again at some point go through these ass boys and they're going to get they're going to get their asses beat. There was a lot of atomic drops and manhattan drops in this match. Just more than I've ever seen in any match, I think. Really? Yeah, just they were doing them. they were performing atomic drops. drops on the the ass boys the they drops. were tar- they were targeting the asses of the ass boys is what was going on <sighs> second to last segment of the night
1: <laughs> your fave
0: rick ross <laughs> is here uh ostensibly to mediate a confrontation between swerve and Keith Lee. tony shivani is also in the ring at the beginning for some reason and now i know why because old rick ross um Rick Ross meanders a little bit. Rick Ross is... I thought,
1: I thought he was on... Drugs? Lee's side <laughs> at first. Keith Lee's.
0: He, uh... Um, this was a mess. This was... This was all over the place. Yeah. And... It was nice to see Rick Ross while he lasted. Uh... Cause I, I, I'm i thinking he might go the way old William Regal sometime soon if he keeps doing shit like this. So, uh, yeah, what happens next is something. Rick Ross introduces uh, Swerve after Keith Lee comes out. Swerve doesn't come out. He does it again. Swerve doesn't come out. And then there's a moment of silence, and Rick Ross on live television turns to Keith Lee and looks at him and says, You a big motherfucker!
1: I don't think he was expecting that.
0: I don't think the sensors. I don't think Tony Khan was expecting that.
1: Keith Lee turned around to the crowd
0: <laughs> and, and
1: kind of smiled and went, <laughs> you see what just the, happened? They catch here? him in the
0: corner and Keith Lee's just got a gotta yeah, like, try like, trying to like, hold it together uh, face. <laughs> 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 it's like, this segment can't get any weirder, but oh, hold on. Swerve comes out to no music. He just walks out and he starts rambling. And while he's rambling and adrift at sea, Rick Ross is just lost. He's just saying things like you would leg you would legend. Be legendary. Yeah. (laughs) Amongst amongst other things.
1: Nasty affiliates. (laughs) And saying all (laughs) kinds.
0: It's like, we're gonna make history tonight.
1: Yeah, mogul like, affiliates.
0: Yep, that's a, I guess that's the name of this new faction, because...
1: He said it a few times, so yep. it must be.
0: So Parker Boudreaux attacks Keith Lee from behind, and then gets dispatched, like, fairly easily by Lee. Uh, Lee goes outside to confront Swerve, and then someone else attacks him from behind, who's got... Mystery s- man. Mystery person that, like, nobody knows... Can't find any information.
1: I don't even know. I, I put down... I thought I heard Pucker
0: Boudreau. Parker. It's Parker Boudreau? Parker. Boudreau. That's certainly an, that certainly that an interesting Puck- twist on that. But yeah, Parker Boudreau and uh, some other big tattooed guy. Very big guy comes out. They beat Lee down. They set up the stairs. They lay Lee across it and swerve after they put a cinder block on top of Lee. hits a stomp onto Lee and while that was awesome, the rest of this it was just bewildering if sometimes hilarious it was still bewildering
1: and I think I think the last thing that Ross said was it's official that's what he said that's it and that uh, was his, la- his last
0: word. Here's a group they got a some graphic design on a shirt it's all done up now Swerve has another team I guess yay does Swerve need a team?
1: Swerve needs something. I don't know. Maybe some counseling.
0: He seems <laughs> to be a little mixed up. I don't know. He like, doesn't know what he I wants. I just feel like I don't think everybody needs a team. And Swerve doesn't seem like one of those people that needs a whole team. Keith group Lee doesn't need a team. Him. Keith Lee is a fucking team. He's as big as a damn team.
1: You could have easily taken them on, but you know, the storyline.
0: He sort of did. Like it wasn't uh, until right to the end that he was actually selling like <laughs> the attacks that they were <laughs> doing on him. Uh, but again, these guys are at the moment like pretty much nobodies, you know. But you know, you can build them up. The problem is this feels uh, intrusive into their feud rather than something that boosts it or something that's an uh, an interesting twist. Yeah, true. Right, it feels like we're we're pretty far down the line in this feud. It feels like you know, an established, ongoing, tense feud. It feels like when you introduce, like, a like a baby into a television show. And you're just like, why? Like, why are you saddling the right. characters with with something to take care of and something that needs to grow and they need to protect? Like, it feels like that. right? They've added these people to the group, and while I don't have anything against, like, either one of these guys, because I don't really know too much about it. I've seen Parker Boudreaux before, not the other guy. But it just feels like, this was already a tense, a tense feud. Do we need to inject random folks Let's into it this, this far down the line? Let's just
1: finish this off and, and then carry on. <sighs> Let's have closure on this feud. Sad. And please carry on.
0: And awkward and weird. So, yeah. You know what wasn't sad or awkward or weird, Mom? What? Hikaru Shida versus Jamie Hayter for the AEW Women's World title. That was really good. This was fucking awesome. Yeah, I
1: really enjoyed it.
0: Thank... i
1: enjoyed a women's match (laughs) wow it only happens once you hate women all women everywhere every woman that's
0: ever womaned ever don't listen to (laughs) him this was great so it was the official word of this match is ow yeah (laughs) (laughs) because they were beating the fuck out of each other
1: yeah yeah it was good
0: so nobody held back here. We get some damn stiff-looking strikes in these exchanges. Cheetah gets flipped on the apron and then hits a damn brain buster on, Hader on the uh, like off the apron to the floor. It only gets more intense from here as Hater and Cheetah both won't go down. They're kicking out of everything, including a huge powerbomb and lariats from Hater. At one point, Britt gets involved. She's bringing in a kendo stick. She eats that kendo stick, of course, and rolls out of the ring. The crowd is going nuts at this point. And Sheeta kicks out of so something huge again and like people are like getting on their feet. I know it was people excellent... were excited oh.
1: about a women's match. Yay. They were
0: because the level of competition was extremely it was. high. It was great. And Sheeta got to be Sheeta. And in some a lot of instances we've seen her, she's kinda Held back. She's had to take her foot off the gas a little bit, yeah. depending on who she's working with, but not here. Jamie Hayter has come a long way and she is absolutely tremendous. We're the opponent. Uh, but Good yeah, stuff. she's going, the crowd's going wild, but we have a final haterade ripcord lariat that puts Sheeta down, and Jamie Hader is still your AEW Women's World Champion, in a fucking yes. excellent match. Yeah, it was. Post-match, Brit in, Rebel attacks uh, Sheeta, but Tony Storm comes out for the save. She gets taken out, and here comes Soraya. Yeah. <laughs> Hooray. They all stand tall in the ring, and that is the end of the show. Mom, who do you want to see next go for the uh, AEW Women's Title? Who should face Hater? Ruby Soho. Ruby So. That's not a bad option. Yes. She just. I mean, I guess she's still technically in her feud with old, with old uh, Ty Mello, but but can you I get her out of that and yeah, get her a title easy. shot. <laughs> <laughs> just,
1: just take her out.
0: That's not. That's just, just, Not just a bad idea. right there's no it rankings. Somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, screw it. There's no rankings That's anymore. Right. right? Just whoever you want. Whenever. Whoever. <laughs> Mom, what was your match of the night?
1: Um you know. <laughs>
0: Congratulations, Death Triangle in the Elite. Mom, my match of the night was Sheeta versus Hater for the there title.
1: Because they they deserved recognition as well. It was really good. That was a really was good Dynamite main event.
0: That would have been a really good, an excellent pay-per-view match. It was nice well. to
1: see a main event actually uh, live up to the title main event for
0: women's match.
1: Yes. It was great. True.
0: Bravo. It changed your opinion on women entirely <laughs> <laughs> to a complete 180. Mom, who was your most valuable performer of the night?
1: Really? Really? Uh, I don't know. I didn't really think about that one actually. Okay. Oh my goodness. Most valuable. Who who did you pick?
0: My MVP is Jamie Hayter.
1: Jamie Hayter.
0: Absolutely tremendous showing. I mean
1: I yeah. I'd say both She's of them. He's a great
0: wrestler, In Cheetah. Yeah, why not? Both, I'd say of, both
1: them. of them. Both them. the thing is I appreciate the women's division more more this is why. I have high standards for them. And when I don't see it, I want that for them. And I don't always see it, but I saw it tonight.
0: You did see it tonight. So it's great. And that the top level talent in the AW women's division yes. are, as, are as good as almost, you know, any other promotion in the world. Mom, who was your least impressive performer of the night?
1: Do I have one tonight? Did you see Jeff Jarrett sneak in there?
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't talk about that. You didn't talk I didn't write about it that. down sorry it's real late it's real late folks there was a a weird rap segment with sanjay in the crew in which they they rapped and was well dut in which dut raps to the acclaims entrance music and uh it's purposefully bad so it's fine and uh jeff jared is there in the background as well which is look it's about 10 seconds but it's about 10 seconds too long for Jeff Jarrett to be on my television in 2022 the least impressive performer of the night is Rick Ross
1: okay look look
0: look I don't mind old Rick Ross right I appreciate his last appearance it was random and weird uh this one was certainly weird there was certainly random but you can't on live tv just say you a huge motherfucker
1: stay on script
0: there is no script When celebrities are involved, that might be a little bit more of a problem than with your regular wrestling talent. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, Mr. Ross, uh, not the boss tonight. Well, Mom, it's that time of the night where we put your wrestling knowledge to the test. Oh, boy, this should be great
1: at 2 a.m.
0: In a little thing we call Timeline Trivia.
1: And there is Gorgeous George throwing out the gold, gorgeous Georgie pit.
0: See, me, I'm real plain and simple and direct. They call me Hot Hara. Everybody knows it. I don't have to say what I am, because I've done it. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, who? Right here. I'm the man. Little suck up sellout full of suffering suck a tash, son. Timeline trivia. How many questions tonight? Five questions. <laughs> Five bonus questions. Ten questions about the wrestlings. The wrestling? A turn into Bret Hart. About. <laughs> Which is which is ridiculous, given that. Okay, on YouTube, if you see the show on YouTube, I've updated the thumbnails, and that there is one now. I tried to design something. I am not a design or graphic design artist. You'll be shocked to find out. But uh, yeah, I made one. I thought it looked pretty nice. I put it up. We got more views than usual. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, you might also notice if you find it on YouTube that it doesn't uh, have wrestling spelled properly. <laughs> okay. It says, I made my mother watch resting. <laughs> you know, the W was there, but the L was not. So I have fixed that, but no one's ever going to see that. But it had also, you know, since I used that template to make all the thumbnails for all the following episodes that I made into the future, uh, it was uh, I had to go and correct it. So I'm glad I saw. <laughs> uh-huh. It's easy to do. Uh, yeah, especially because, you know, I'm uploading a lot of these things uh, around this time <laughs> in every in week the morning. here at 3 a.m. But, uh, yeah, I apologize for anybody that saw that. And if you thought it was unprofessional, uh, you obviously didn't listen to the show <laughs> <laughs> and know what to expect.
1: Hey, man, okay? we're just two ordinary people.
0: Uh, timeline trivia, five yes. questions, five bonus questions, 10 questions about wrestling's past, present, and future. Are you ready to go? Ready. Question one. True or false, Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestled a match against Santa Claus. Yes. <laughs> Immediately. I'm all for Santa. Wait.
1: That makes sense. Sure You'd he be did. You'd rooting
0: for Santa it's in a match against cr- Steve Austin.
1: It's crazy, but I think, yes, he did.
0: Oh. Of course not. I wanted
1: so badly not. to him to wrestle <laughs> Santa. Santa with muscles.
0: He stunned Santa. They didn't have a match.
1: <laughs> you Santa now, could with he muscles? take Santa
0: with muscles? <laughs> well would that movie would that movie have been better with Steve Austin instead of Hulk Hogan? No. <laughs> no. The dial okay, so it's yeah. not
1: good with anybody.
0: Check out the holiday special twenty twenty two on Christmas Eve to find out uh, why that's one of the worst movies ever made. Yes. Christmas movie or not. I have to agree. Mom, bonus question. Steve Austin is from Victoria, Texas. If he wanted to finish the job, how far would he have to travel to stomp a mud hole in Santa and walk it dry? 3,500 miles, 4,500 miles, 5,500 miles, or 6,000 miles?
1: You mean the North Pole?
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Repeat the amounts again, the miles.
0: 3,500, 4,500, 5,500, or 6,000. 6,000. It's 6,000 miles. Yes. 5,500 miles. Oh, you dickens. Oh, the dickens. Mom, question two. Around five years ago, all one member of the Blackpool Combat Club wanted for Christmas was his two front teeth. After an unfortunate run in with the ring post during a match. He required dental surgery and had to wear braces for two years. Who was it?
1: I oh, do I know all the members of the Combat Club? John Moxley, <laughs> oh, Claudio. Claudio, who else? Who else is in the Combat Club? I can I remember? Oh. Somebody who is missing teeth.
0: Who, was. who this was. was? This was? This was Brian Danielson is in. This was five years ago.
1: Five years ago,
0: they had to get dental surgery and they had to wear braces for two years.
1: Who else is in the that I met didn't mention that is in the combat club?
0: Wheeler Yuda is also in the Black Hole oh, Combat Club. Oh,
1: Wheeler Yuda. William
0: Regal is dead. I don't know if he counts. <laughs> he died in the hospital.
1: Rest in peace.
0: As Brian Danielson watched, watched on, and cried.
1: Uh, he had to wear braces? Yep. Okay, I've just met Wheeler uh, Yuda, so I didn't see him before. It, who else am I missing in the combat club?
0: Moxley, Danielson, just, Claudio, right. and Wheeler Yuda. That's oh, just,
1: just the 4 mm-hmm. Okay, Wheeler Yuda. <laughs> Brian Danielson?
0: Claudio. Claudio? Yeah. Really? He did. He took a essentially springboarded. he was supposed to go into the corner and he went too far past the corner and hit the post like face first and it busted two like his front teeth out wow of his mouth and he had to get dental surgery and to wear braces for two years and then he posted a picture when he got him off with an apple
1: he probably had to get implants because
0: mom bonus question yes what other member of the bcc was in that same match with claudio five years ago
1: where he lost his teeth? Yeah. John Moxley.
0: I think it was John Moxley. Five years no. ago? Five years ago. Well,
1: wasn't. No. Wait a minute. No. AEW's only been around for. This was
0: in WWE.
1: Oh, WWE?
0: They John... were all in WWE at the time. John Moxley. So. That is correct. Yay. As Dean Ambrose. At the time. Mom got one. Yay. <laughs> Question three. Mom, the Blackpool Combat Club retains their name even after the tragic death (laughs) of William Regal at the hands of the coward Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Now, the two remaining original members, John Moxley and Brian Danielson, are from Cincinnati and Seattle, respectively. Mom, if they were to split the difference to find a new name based on the real-world route... You know, the real, word, real world driving route between Cincinnati and Seattle, in which U.S. state would they look to find their new faction name? Basically, the shortest possible driving route between Cincinnati and Seattle, Seattle Washington, converges in one state. And in there, right, in that between area, they could pick a new name for the combat club since none of them are from Blackpool, and that other guy betrayed them and is dead.
1: Kalamazoo, Michigan.
0: You think... Kalamazoo.
1: I want them to become the Kalamazoo... Combat Club? Combat Club. Okay, first of all... What? It's about halfway.
0: <laughs> you're pointing, you're making gestures. <laughs> it's it's, re- it's I'm real late. real am singing. <laughs> so, so, for some reason, you're going to say Kalamazoo. Is is the midway point between Seattle and the West Coast (laughs) in Cincinnati in the Midwest.
1: I don't know. I can't see a map. (sighs) So you just want me to name a spot? Yeah, name a state. Oh, just the the state. Yeah, what state
0: do you think would encompass the midway point? Michigan. (laughs) Uh, All right. uh, No, 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 (laughs) no. No, it's too fucking early in the morning. God damn it. <laughs> uh, okay, first. Okay, you're really wrong. Super wrong. That's okay. It's okay.
1: I've been super
0: wrong Sorry. before.
1: South Dakota. Oh, so where? There's, what was wrong with Michigan? Shortest
0: driving. That wasn't the question. I traveled
1: through Michigan to get to South
0: Dakota myself. That yeah, but you weren't going from Cincinnati to Seattle. No okay so yeah could be the sioux falls combat club could be the rapid city combat club could be the sturgis combat club could be the mitchell combat club sponsored by the corn palace could be the deadwood combat club that's not a bad name yeah could be the pierre aka pierre no no one knows the The capital of south dakota they have lots of options mom uh bonus question if santa was running behind and had to had to uh, cut a few corners which state could he ignore with the least backlash based on population is it alaska north dakota south dakota idaho montana or wyoming
1: without backlash
0: yeah least populous state South Dakota. Wyoming.
1: Wyoming? What's the population of Wyoming?
0: Uh, Just over 500,000. Oh, yeah. Headed towards six.
1: Ooh,
0: they're going to be getting
1: fierce temperatures.
0: The runner-up is Vermont. Vermont is the second least populous state. Really? Yeah. Damn. Mom, question four. In honor of wrestling's one true lord and savior, potentially rising from the grave and staging a comeback, which is older, Vince McMahon or It's a Wonderful Life Trying to remember a wonderful.
1: It's a wonderful life.
0: Vince is slightly older. He's, a, he's a, just over a year older than 1945 versus 1946 for It's a Wonderful Life. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bonus question. It's a Wonderful Life, while originally a commercial flop was eventually repurposed into a classic Christmas movie. But it is neither Jimmy Stewart's only Christmas-related movie or his first Christmas movie. Name that other movie. Of Jimmy Stewart's? Yep.
1: Christmas movie. An, uh, another.
0: Christmas related Christmas movie.
1: Christmas related movie. Christmas is in the movie. Right.
0: Which is all it has to be to be considered a Christmas movie, really. Like Die Hard.
1: Um, what's his name? Goes to Washington.
0: Mr. Smith Mr. Goes Smith. to Washington. Is a Christmas movie.
1: Christmas is in the movie.
0: Is it? I
1: don't know. <laughs> Oh uh, it's the only other Jimmy Stewart movie I can na- actually name the title of.
0: It was 1940s The Shop Around the Corner.
1: Oh, I've never heard of that one. I
0: didn't know if you was it's, I don't know if you would know it or not, but
1: I wasn't quite born then.
0: That's true. Neither was old Vince McMahon. Mom, question five: MJF's Dynamite Diamond Ring. Is sort of uh, is feuded over in a battle royal every year, much to the uh, general futility of everyone involved. But how much is it actually worth? Over or under forty five thousand dollars? Is it a real ring? It is.
1: Wow. Tony copped up for that for that ring. Holy jeez! All right. Well, forty five
0: thousand. Yep. Over or under? Over. That's correct. Are you going to do it? Do it the right? The original version of the ring was valued at about $42,000, while the 2021 redesign by Lux Jewelers upped the value to over $100,000. Oh my goodness. And now we're having a random battle royal for just a cash prize. Of a hundred thousand dollars each, I guess. Like it's, it feels like it's a trio. It's a trio. So it's three hundred thousand. So they're going to split total. it, unless they have some like real greedy bastard in the middle that's going to to hoard it all. Maybe I guess I don't know how. I don't know how it works. This this idea was just sprung upon us on dynamite.
1: Well, that's good. And
0: nope. everybody's going to get the cash equivalent of a diamond ring, while the person who holds the diamond ring just holds the diamond ring and they can't sell it. So this battle royal is much more lucrative. Than the dynamite diamond ring battle royal. But uh yeah, because yeah.
1: they actually get cash. Yeah.
0: I guess they probably
1: cash is good at Christmas. Kfab
0: cash. Like uh Canadian tire money, Kfab cash. <laughs> Bonus question, mom. Last question of the night. Speaking of rings, gold rings. If you received the sum total of all the gifts from the 12 days of Christmas. Would you end up with more birds or people? People. People.
1: Yeah, because there's, what, nine ladies dancing, eight maids are milking, drummers drumming. I'll say people, yeah. What?
0: There's more birds. No way. 184 birds versus 140 people. Is
1: there people. geese and...
0: Yeah, there's more instances partridges? of birds than people Calling in there birds. because you have the rings which French are nothing hands. oh yeah right you know why have the rings when you could just win a battle royal
1: <laughs> more instances or t- i was counting like eight no nine but that's people. why there's
0: more yeah that's why there's more It's because there's more instances of birds mm-hmm. than people i'm gonna have to go and count song. those i mean you can go count them <laughs> i looked it up All right? You can trust me on this. I trust you. Or not. (laughs) It's a Christmas season. Have some faith in me here at 312 a.m. on December 22nd. Uh, Well, that's it for tonight, folks. We want to wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, or whatever you happen to celebrate. Happy winter. That's right. And we'll do so by unleashing upon the world our 2022 Christmas special, holiday special, sorry, in which I make my mother watch the 90s smash hit, Santa with Muscles, starring none other than Hulk Ho Ho Hogan. And I wrote this little bit uh, before we actually watch the movie, and my enthusiasm as I, as I think about what I saw today is <laughs> just draining from my body. So if you want to uh, listen to us uh, suffer and complain, for uh, I don't know an hour <laughs> about this movie. <laughs> Join us for the <laughs> M3W2 holiday. Yes, please special. do. We also get Mom's uh, sort of tier list, her breakdown of all the movies that Christmas movies uh, that she watched this year. Check that out on Christmas Eve.
1: Yeah, because I might mention some movies that you've never thought of watching before, or didn't it's know true.
0: about. She might have some controversial opinions. Opinions vary. That's true. So
1: watch what you want to watch. Enjoy what you want to enjoy.
0: Of course, we'll be back next week for the final AEW Dynamite of the year. Wow. And mom. Yes, son. Here at 3.14 a.m. on December 22nd, 2022. I'm sorry I made you watch wrestling and also watch that horrible horrible santa with muscles movie that's all right
1: i'll fall asleep and totally forget it in the morning